of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. Let's go. Kenny, 58 degrees at the corner of 6th and Market in beautiful downtown Canton. How you feeling? You know what? I've got mixed feelings today because of what happened last night, you know? Um, uh, We did our last Monday night football uh, gig, our Labatt Blue Trivia, uh, Monday night football out at uh, Johnny Malloy's in Medina, right? And great game uh, lined up for everybody. Playoff implications, top seed implications. It's the Bengals hosting the Bills. We had a packed uh, you know, bar uh, for last night. Yeah. A lot of people watching that. And the Cavaliers and the Bulls were playing a- at the mm-hmm. same time, right? So it was supposed to be a fun um, evening and, you know, celebrating our uh, year-end Monday night get-together and everything. We gave away a bunch of stuff and all that. And we're watching the, you know, the Cavs getting blown out by 18 and 21 at one point. And we're watching the Bills and Joe Burrows going off early, and the Bengals were up 7-3, to three, and then everything just stopped. And you could hear a pin drop at Johnny Malloy's last night, JT, when, unfortunately, uh, DeMar Hamlin goes to make the tackle on T. Higgins, and Higgins kind of, you know, uh, leans into him like you normally see an NFL player do, nothing out of the ordinary, to try and run through him. And Hamlin makes the tackle, he gets up, and then about three seconds later, JT, he just collapses on the field, and that's when everything just went silent, and everybody at that stadium last night uh, didn't know what happened, how serious, you know, how serious was the injury, what was the injury, and then it got even worse, right, as he remained motionless, uh, and they had to perform CPR on him on the field and bring the ambulance out. Now we know he's in critical condition um, after having cardiac arrest last night. Never seen anything like that in my lifetime, and I didn't see that one live either because, like a lot of people, I was watching the Cavaliers. And right. as you pointed out, they were down by 21. At one point at halftime, they're down by 18. But as the Cavs being the Cavs, you knew there's a way they could come back, and boy, did they ever. And unbelievable, Donovan Mitchell will get into this, 71 points, sets the world on fire in the NBA, but yes, the big story of the night was what went down on the football game. Now, I'm watching the basketball game. I start getting text messages. Are you watching the game? Are you watching the game? Now, remember, I'm still alive in my fantasy football pool. And so I have the Cincinnati Bengals defense, and I look at the score on my phone, and it says suspended. And you go back to our program yesterday, and I said, well, weather's not going to be an issue. Why is this thing being suspended? And I go back to, I think it was on ABC, because they had switched over from ESPN for whatever reason, and I see what's going on. I missed it. I didn't see what had happened. I didn't see the play. I didn't see EMS come out to the field. And, man, are they prepared for everything or what? Well, yeah, they are. The NFL wasn't. 
this was a first, right? So you're wondering what's going to happen. Um, you know, will they play the game? Will they just suspend it for a little bit and then start it up again? Will they cancel the game? Will they make the game up? And there were various reports online that some were true, some weren't about what was going to happen. But the most important thing is, how is DeMar Hamlin, right? right? And you could see that it was very, very serious. There were grown men who play in the National Football League with tears coming out of their eyes on one knee, getting into a group, praying for one of their yeah. brothers, one of their teammates, because he wasn't, you know, doing anything. He was laying there motionless, and from everything we've been told, right, they're performing CPR on him. Right. So if you're on that field and you're seeing them performing CPR on one of your teammates or one of your opponents, <clears throat> that's not going to uh, you know, sit well. That That's not a normal thing you see uh, every Sunday or Monday mm-hmm. night on the field uh, at an NFL game, so you could understand why right. these guys were distraught, were upset, mm-hmm. and wondering, you know, is he going to make it? Is he going right. to, uh, you know, get to the hospital in time to save his life? And luckily, as you mentioned, the EMTs and everything that they did from the time it happened to the time he was in the ambulance, and uh, it was 16 minutes, and then they took him to a nearby hospital, and he remains mm-hmm. in critical condition. Yeah, I'm watching this uh, yesterday and again today because that's all that's on the network. And they're yeah. talking about how they go about doing this. And I'm talking about the NFL being prepared for situations like this. I think you were thinking I meant being prepared for what's going to come of this game. Forget okay. about the game. We're talking about life. And the okay. thing is this. They were so well prepared that they had that EMS out there on that field so quickly, and they knew exactly what to do. I mean, think about CPR in a situation like that, and yeah, you're talking about these big football players, and they know it's a violent game, and they're used to seeing guys on the field laying down with injury, whether it's a knee, an ACL, or whatever. Sometimes, God forbid, it could be uh, something that paralyzes you. We've seen this, and the guy gets carried off the field, and we've heard it all day long. Guy gets carried off the field, and he gives you the thumbs up. There was no thumbs up last night. It was a matter of life and death. And they handled it in such a manner that they may have saved this young man's life. And kudos to them for doing such a great job. And from what we've been told, and we'll talk to uh, Dr. A.J. Seth at Ortho United to help us break down a little bit more. And even though he's not a cardiologist, he knows the situation and what's involved here. And he's worked during football games. And he does this on the sidelines. And he's seen different things. This isn't anything that we've ever seen before, not during a national televised game anyway. But to see them handle this in the manner that they did, kudos to the Bengals, the city of Cincinnati, and everything that went involved with probably saving this young man's life. He is in critical condition. That's about the only thing that we know. And they've also come out and said that it would take about 24 hours to really figure out what direction this is going to go in. That's the only thing we can tell you. We don't know when they're going to reschedule the game. There are a lot of playoff implications on the line here. But again, the main concern is the welfare of the individual. Let me read you the latest uh, for all everybody out there that just came down from the National Football League um, on the Bills-Bengals game from last night. Uh, this is from ESPN.com. The game between the Bills and Bengals that was suspended Monday night after safety DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest will not be resumed this week, the NFL announced. The NFL said in a statement that Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the teams that the game would not be resumed this week after consulting with both teams and the NFL Players Association leadership. The league, however, has made no decision yet on resuming the game at a later date 
and the Week 18 schedule remains on schedule for mm-hmm. this week, meaning all the games that are supposed to be played this week right. are, are scheduled to go forward, mm-hmm. but uh, they haven't determined if they're going to make this game up, resume it from that point, or just uh, you know not play it. Maybe some of the outcomes of this week's games, JT, will determine that for them, right? Uh, you know, with with the playoff race in the AFC, well, I, it, I don't know. It comes down to logistics. They've already flexed a couple of games to Saturday. So be, to be able to reschedule this game, it takes you back to the pandemic year to whereas they had to cancel some games. Wasn't it a Pittsburgh game where they played on a Thursday and then again on a Sunday or something? I, I the can't pandemic? Yeah. yeah, because there yeah. were situations where games were canceled. Well, you're playing those games, you know, for a different reason. And obviously, during the season, they wanted to get in. The difference here is the fact that they just don't have the time. And moving this far into the end of the season with basically two games remaining, I don't know what they could do. The only thing they could do, in my opinion, would be this. If they felt that they needed to make this game up, the two number one seeds get a bye in the first week of the playoffs, correct? No, just the number one seed. That's and, why no, I mean so in each AFC and NFC. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. So there are two. So there, there are at least two teams that are going to get a, get a buy on week one of the playoffs. Right. Maybe you ha- try to back things up, and if there are two weeks between AFC NFC championship game and the Super Bowl, that would give you one week to say, okay, we're going to move everything back, get the playoffs started. There won't be any bye weeks. Basically, everybody gets a bye week on week one. But there's only one week between championship game and Super Bowl. That's the only thing I can think of if they feel that they've got to get this one in, if it's still meaningful. Yeah, and what I'm looking at right now is the uh, importance of the game to Kansas City and Buffalo, okay? Right. Um, Because those are the two teams that are playing for that bye in week one of the Mm -hmm. playoffs to have the best record, right? Uh, Saturday, Kansas City is at Las Vegas. Okay, uh, Kansas City currently is thirteen and three, best record in the AFC. Um, the Bills currently are twelve and three, and should they have defeated the Bengals last night, they would have been tied, and they own, I believe, the tiebreaker for the top seed. The Bengals uh, were eleven and four going into last night's game, and they were trying to win that game to win the AFC North and clinch uh, the division uh, and one of the top playoff spots there. Well, KC is at Las Vegas Saturday. Cincinnati Sunday, 1 p.m., Baltimore at Cincinnati uh, this coming week, and New England Sunday at 1 p.m. is at Buffalo. Okay? that That's the schedule. Now, if Kansas City wins and Buffalo were to lose – that game may not even be made up because the number one seed will have been determined, right? Mm-hmm. By Kansas City finishing fourteen and three, the Bills uh, at that point would be twelve and four. They would have four losses. Okay, um, Cincinnati. If they beat Baltimore this coming Sunday, JT, they win the division outright. They're a game ahead of Baltimore right now. They would, you know, win the game outright, win the division outright. If they lose that game. Okay, then that's where it gets dicey because I think the Ravens would have the tie break. So the tie break is the issue here with the games, Mm -hmm. but that is secondary, obviously. And kudos to the the two head coaches, right? Right. To uh, to the players 
for saying, no, we're not playing this game. I just saw a report online that said the NFL left it up to the coaches and the players. The N- there was one report out there last night, JT, that said the NFL told them, you got five minutes once he leaves the field to warm up and play. Supposedly that never happened. Okay, right. That was never uh, mandated by the NFL uh, from the, the latest thing that I saw. What was passed on from the NFL to the two teams was you decide. And obviously, nobody wanted oh, no. to play after that. They're way There's too no distraught. way you could play. I don't think so either. In, in either team, really, because when you looked at it and you could yeah. see both sidelines, it, you've never seen anything like this. You don't come right. back from something like that in five or ten minutes, and it's going to weigh on your mind the entire game. And again, you're right. The Bengals really needed that game last night. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens. And again, as far as football is concerned, it takes a back seat to the health and the welfare of this young safety. He's only 24 years old. Let that, let that hit you for a second. 24 years old, and he's fighting for his life possibly right now. Yes. 20, I mean, Mike Tomlin, I saw Mike Tomlin speak about it today. You're saying, well, why did Mike Tomlin speak? Well, the kid played at Pitt. Mike Tomlin said he's known um, Damar Hamlin since he was 12 years old. How about old. that? Because he grew up in in the area, and of course, Pitt practices at the same facility the Steelers do, so they know each other. And so he was talking about it, and, and uh, you know, he's got a um, a charity where he raises money uh, for kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he had what uh, what was it fifty thousand dollars raised, maybe or something like that, prior to last night's game. Well, after this <laughs> happens. The last I saw it was yeah. a GoFundMe page for over $3 million. It was over $4 million, Oh, okay. Uh, wow. As I was watching the network right about 2 o'clock, and it was at, uh, I believe, 2500 He was trying to raise money oh, for, okay. for kids at the, during the holidays two years ago. So th- this wow. is amazing. What an outpouring. And this isn't to take away from anyone else who's suffering from any heart issues that's not an NFL football player. I, I want to get that out there as well because, right. you know, right. just because this happens on network television in the National Football League doesn't mean that this trumps everyone who's dealing with any afflictions. And we know it better than anyone, especially when we handle our wishathon every year and we see children fighting with life-threatening illnesses. This is hard to take, and we've never seen anything like it. And the best we can do is send out our thoughts and our prayers to not only him and his family, the entire Buffalo Bills organization, and the nation, because it really galvanized everyone, because everybody's pretty much on the same page. And if that's the silver lining, then so be it. Uh, the good news is that uh, you know it brings people together. Both teams were together last night. I mean, it's something you never see. Yeah, and... and- uh, we turned the audio up from ESPN, and Susie Culper did a fantastic job anchoring the desk. Booger McFarlane was there, and Adam Schefter was there. And I believe, JT, they went an hour without a break, without any commercials, just trying to update you by going mm-hmm. back and forth to the stadium, coming back to the studio. And then Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark did mm-hmm. a phenomenal job on, on SportsCenter afterwards. And I don't know if you know this about Ryan Clark. Yes. Um, he, he played for the Steelers, and he had health issues, which mm-hmm. did not allow him to play games in the, the mile-high air at Denver. So whenever the Steelers played there, he could not go there because he would put his life uh, at risk with, with his health issues. So he, he kind of had a, you know, a, a different perspective on this. 
and, and their conversation back and forth. I thought uh, ESPN, ABC, they did a fantastic job. And as members of the media, you're not prepared for that. All of a sudden, you're thrown on the air to discuss this horrible situation that is unfolding. You're not a, a medical expert, but you can reach out to get them, and, and you're trying to be uh, you know, compassionate about it, but you're still trying to give the facts, and, and you're, you're trying to, to fill the time, and they did a, a phenomenal job in discussing everything that happened, what they knew, and uh, you know, uh, what the NFL was doing and things of that nature. So kudos to uh, all the uh, reporters who were there last night that had to uh, you know, be put in an uncomfortable, awkward, horrible situation. I thought they did a good job. Here's what we'll do. We'll get a break in right now. When we come back, we'll talk more about this. And as the, the show develops today and unfolds, if there is more information on DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety, uh, who currently is in critical condition, we will pass that along to you. We're also going to talk about Donovan Mitchell who set a franchise record by scoring 71 points for the Cavaliers last night. And we're also going to get into the 20th anniversary of something very special on this day, January 3rd, 20 years ago. 330-450-1480. You want to weigh in on any of this? On the Kenny and JT Show, we invite you to do so. The phone lines are open. Back right after this.